great future. We're talking real money. They're so exciting. I mean, they get your blood pumping. They raise your spirits. They excite you. You're presented with incredible opportunities to make a lot of money in incredible new technologies that for some reason just couldn't go public on their own. Richard Branson walks out in his spacesuit to the tarmac as Virgin Galactic launches spaceships into mm, almost orbit. And you, ladies and gentlemen, yes, you were given the opportunity back in 2018 to invest in a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company at $10 a share that went on in 2019 to buy Virgin Galactic. And my gosh, your stock price soared in in intraday trading to $59.43 in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you feeling good about your investment? Well, as Paul Harvey used to say, and now the rest of the story. Tom, what do you think the rest of the story might be? The rest of the story is an old story, older than Paul Harvey, actually. <laughs> older than Paul yeah, Harvey. Goes Good day. Way back. I mean, okay, well, let's but let's finish the Well, let's finish this one. The special SPCE. purpose acquisition company. What happened to SPCE? Space. Isn't that clever? That, yeah, I'm guessing that it yeah. d- did about as well as its rockets. Well, it 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 went from 50 Nine dollars and forty-three cents a share. A share. Today it's trading at three dollars and forty-six cents. That's a, a bit of a haircut. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just so. You know, it's to, so. It's funny. It's a. Funny, actually, it's, a but, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, and we're going to give dun, you a few dun, other dun, examples. Dun, dun. Yeah, I mean, so companies that went public this way have lost about a hundred billion. With a B, $100 billion in market value. 12 have filed for bankruptcy. More than 100 of them running low on cash. Yet, yet, here's the part you mentioned the guy in the spacesuit. Yeah. What's his name again? Richard Branson. Ah, yes, Mr. Branson. Branson and his fellow early investors, the people that, you know, they were there at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. How did he do? Ah, well, turns out pretty well. Uh, The people that were there at the beginning, they... They sold shares about worth about $22 billion through the Wall Street Journal calling it well-timed trades. Well-timed <laughs> no. trades, profiting I, before prices took a plunge. I bet when it got up around $59 a share, mm. guys like Branson were going, whoa, they actually bought this idea? Yeah. Really? They, they talk about oh. some of the others. Platinum equity uh, that, uh, that generated $2.3 billion in a SPAC deal. It was selling for between $20 and $25 a share. Then guess what? They started releasing their financial results, Deutsche Bank calling them shockingly bad. And uh, the price went down by 37% in one day. Pension funds had been invested. I mean, this is stuff you hate reading because well, one of the bigger ones, Louisiana Sheriff's Pension. Yeah, they uh, bought this stuff. Yep, they bought it. $2.5 million worth of shares sold about... Uh, Ended up with about half of that. I mean, th- and this Gee. is the kind of thing that happens. Louisiana, what was that? Police sheriffs? Louisiana Ooh. sheriffs pension and relief I, fund. You I know, mean, they, do they forget that sheriffs are generally armed? 
I mean, <laughs> I would point. be going after those fiduciaries who made that stupid bet. Well, Peter, here's the thing. Um, by the way, welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. And, well, of course, we're talking about money today. What I don't understand, Tom, and we talked about this several years ago when SPACs started spackling or whatever it is, SPACs Spackalicious. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, IPOs, real IPOs that actually were a company doing something were dangerous enough. SPACs didn't even have a product when they went to market. They just intended to buy Something. a product Something. And, yeah. and, and put it into, but you, you couldn't do any due diligence before buying them because you didn't know what su- secret surprise little toy was in your box of Cracker Jacks or I mean, Spacker Jacks. Spacker Jacks. I think it's important to, to go and look at a few other examples where people got very excited about something. And the people that ended up making money were the people that were selling that product or saying, you really got to go buy this product because there's all kinds. And there's so recent examples. You SPACs are one. Crypto. You remember the number of people that were calling us at the end of, I think, 2019 about crypto? It was about every third call. Yeah. Now crypto is down about 90% from its peak in a general sense. How about NFTs? The Ethereum <laughs> NFT, NFT market. Do they, do they still exist? They still they exist. Still- <laughs> the, the NFT market was worth about $9.3 billion at the beginning of 2022, which I think is about 18 months ago. That figure now, uh, $3.7 billion. Day trading, another one that we talked about recently on the show. All these people out pitching. All you got to do is follow our system. You will be rich. And they estimate, I think it's less than 3% of day traders actually make any profits. And this, again, is not something that's new. Uh, You can go back to the flower business in the uh, 17th century, right? The tulips. uh, At one time, tulips were selling for 10,000 guilders. No, it was the bulbs. It wasn't the tulips themselves. The tulip bulbs, I I misstated. It was the the bulbs, yeah. 10,000 guilders would also buy you But only the best bulbs. Only the good bulbs were that high. The value of a mansion on the uh, Amsterdam Grand Canal. So- Again, what is new and hot gets old and cold very fast. So what what do we take away from this? Beyond the SPACs, beyond the crypto, NFTs, day trading, non-traded REITs. I could give you mo- many more examples. Guess who always wins in, under these examples? The house. Yeah. The I'm casino. Thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> if you look, a great example is to look at the city that is now probably going to have every sports team in America uh, yeah. because apparently they make the house makes so much money. And therefore, the town and the county and the state make so much money that they can afford to can build stadiums. Hey, you want to move your team to Vegas? We'll Why build your stadium. Come on, come on, because we're just raking in the dough from all these dumb investors coming through the front door of our I, casino. Can you call them gonna, investors? Well, if we can call stock traders investors, why not? We can call crypto traders investors. I'm sorry. Yeah. If crypto traders and stock pickers are called investors, then the people who go to casinos are just another kind of investor. Very short term, very speculative, very speculative. Yeah, and fascinating that uh, that uh, the good news from Las Vegas is revenues are now. I think I read twenty percent above the pre-COVID levels, and if that's not good enough. They've made the odds harder for people playing to, to I make saw money. that. I saw that the blackjack odds yeah. went way, yeah, way, way, down way tougher. For- so the casino always wins. I mean, the other part is, frankly, and we've touched on this in previous podcasts, Wall Street has, 
I don't know, five new ideas a week about that are going to make you rich, that are going to make you money with no risk, et cetera. But the academics that we think you should trust say that they've come up with like five premiums in the last 50 years. So who well, do you think you should but, trust? Now, hmm. you have to understand that whereas the 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 folks in Vegas and and the, you know, well, the casino industry, which is Casino Street, we've got cons- Casino Street versus Wall Street. Now Wall Street has to compete for investors with Casino Street, and Casino Street has uh, shows and music and free drinks and comp hotel rooms and even in some cases half naked women. Uh, going up against Wall Street, which has a bunch of guys in suits. Now, who has to get more creative with the story? <laughs> Guess take a long. Uh, it's leap not at that Casino one. Street, <laughs> exactly. They, hmm, easy to know. So, stay away from all this stuff. The, ne- the next hot thing is already out there. We're just not talking about it yet, or just around the bend. It's coming very fast, and they want your money to give to themselves, not to make you money. So the SPAC investors got smacked. SPAC on the smack for the SPAC. Yeah. I tried. I tried. I tried to be funny. I tried. Stealing my bad joke. I am. I I thought that, well, but you weren't. I gave you 10 minutes to throw (laughs) something in there and you didn't do it. So you blew the chance and left it wide open for me to spackle you. Smack and SPAC. Yeah. Spick and span and spack. Okay. Do you have all questions right. or you need one I from do. me? I all got right. questions. Here we go. This one He's comes got from questions. Brian in uh, Bel- Brussels, Belgium. He says what? he's an active duty USAF. I think that's Air Force. Stationed yes, sir, overseas. That, you, uh, wait a minute. How do you... you USAF. It's kind yeah. of... United USAF runs in your family. Exactly. And by the way, the B-1B is done and ready to be hung, and I need you to come over and hold it up no, so I can put no, it up No, it's got to... So. You've got no room. It's got to go to the no, new I studio No, I already figured now. out where it's going. Uh, this guy, Brian, is 36. Wife is 31, expecting first child in October. Congratulations. Five years away from military retirement, where he'll get a pension. Has 300,000. whiz. 41. 41. Gets- gotta love that. <laughs> As 300000 in the Roth TSP, currently mm-hmm. allocated 50% in the C fund, which is large cap, 30% in the I fund, which is international, Good. and 20% in the S. Wow. Wondering if that's a good allocation. And I'm going to recommend an easier one than that. What? One I love third, that allocation. One third in the large, one third in the international, one third in the small. Make it simple. That's what I would do. Okay. That's, you're, that's okay. Easy. But, but yeah. basically- Basically, a 50-30 right now is pretty close, pretty darn close Yeah, to the U.S. international market cap mix. He says this is money he's not going to use for a long time until yeah, age 60. Then, I then prefer a more small tilt. You're like, making it a little more aggressive yeah. on uh, yeah, uh, 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 sure. on the U.S. equity side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the international increasing that exposure actually smooths out some of the bumps. So it should reduce the volatility ever so slightly to compensate for the higher volatility of the small. So, yeah. Okay. Then okay. he also wait. Tom yep. gave good advice, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen. Uh, this mark that one in your calendar. He also says he has a million dollars in cash. Uh, that's a little much. Uh, he's thirty six. Wife thirty one. Retiring in five years, million in cash. Good for him. In high yield savings, earning five percent. Wondering if and he wants to set aside half to return to the U.S. and buy a house. Okay. Okay. And then the other half invested in AVUV, 
which is U.S. small cap value, <laughs> SCHF, which I don't I don't remember off the top of my head what that oh, is. SCHF? Yeah. Is that yeah, uh, that's a Schwab it. something? SCHD. Hold on. SCHF. Yep. Which is the Schwab International Equity ETF. Okay. okay. And then SCHD. Which is the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity yeah, ETF. And V-O-N-G, no. the Vonger. Vong. Um, which I think is a Russell 3 it's or something. It's the Russell 1. Russell Growth. One. Russell, Russell 1 this Growth. Is not a, that's not a great portfolio. No, I don't know where he got those ideas. Well, he says M1 Finance. Yeah, well, don't pay any attention to M1. They're a good place like to that. trade, but... Uh, you know, have an account because they're easy and cheap, but but their suggestions stink. They do. So, uh, what would you do instead with um, half a million dollars if it's all well, equity? Um, well, um, AVGE. So, half a million dollars in one ETF. Well, he's right now. He's putting everything into into equities with with yeah. those with those funds. He's putting everything into equities. Yeah. I'm just saying, only one. Why not when you have actually better diversification, he would have better diversification with AVGE than he would with the dividend fund, the Russell fund, and the- well, no uh, international. Oh, that's no, right. That's I forgot. Right. AV, does, no, AVGE has international. Yeah, it's yes, 30%. It does. No, I'm saying SCHF, that's international. You right, say, but so, he's yeah. going to get he's going to get better diversification with a single fund. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's right. just simpler and it's, and it's cheap and it's simple and okay. it still gives him that skew to that heavier skew to small. Uh, and I don't think I'd want to, because of the fact that he's going to now have so much small in his, in his TSP. Yeah. I don't think I'd suggest more small. Okay. So AVGE it is. And I, then leave the other half in the, the high yield savings. Make you that's five, my that's kiss answer. There yeah. That's go. my okay. kiss answer. Keep Actually, I wouldn't even leave five. Because, well, it depends on how much house. If he's going to buy a five, well, a uh, two and a half million dollar house, then nah, five makes sense. Don't, it doesn't sound like the type. But if smart. he's only going to buy a $500,000 house, what you might you think about that. Depends on what the interest rates are when you do that. So I guess you keep it liquid until then and then see what happens. Yeah. All right. But, Another all question right. Yeah. from Alex in Germantown, Maryland. Yeah. You ever been, you ever been there? I am. To Germantown, I, it can't be far from other places I've been in Maryland because it's not a very big state. All right, but I don't enough. think I've been to Germantown. No. Alex it's, writes, "What's a good two or three fund strategy for?" Yeah, the thrift savings plan. This is a theme emerging here. Oh. Retirement age is going to be around twenty forty three, which I think is that's twenty years. Twenty right? years from now. Yeah. So he thinks maybe the twenty forty five target date fund plus the S fund to get a small cap tilt. Sorry. Stop. Okay. Stop. Oh, that's the sound I make at the dog to get the puppy ah, to stop. Does it work? Shh, shh, stop. Shh. I learned that from like the guy on TV. All right. No. No. See, you're doing it. You're doing what stockbrokers do. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just because they're going to retire in 2043 doesn't mean you know their risk tolerance. So therefore, how can you suggest a portfolio to someone when you don't know their risk tolerance and need? Well, this case we do because he scored 69 on the risk quiz. Well, you didn't say that. Well, part. you didn't give me a chance to finish the. the well, just, okay. If he scored 69, he needs some bonds. 
So 2045 has no bonds? Oh, it, I don't know. Let me look. Probably it, 20 years. It probably has 20% bonds, 15%. So Actually, with a 69, that may be a little low. Yeah, it might be. That may be a little low, His although that's okay. Five. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... It's going to have a glide path. His biggest picture question was taking the target date fund and then adding the the S fund to get a small cap tilt. Yeah, see, but that's going to make his portfolio more aggressive. So I would ask, I would add the S fund and the G fund to increase his bond allocation. So 60, 20, 20, something like that. 60, 20, 20. So take the 20, 45. 80, 10, 10. Okay, so you take the 2045 and then 10% in the S and 10% in the G fund. Yeah. And here's the puppy in my lap because I was making that sound that I make at her. Ah. She's going, what did I do wrong? She came oh. running to check. We have a six-month-old puppy right oh. here that's that's yeah, uh, cute. That's in training. Good girl. Yes, you're for, fine. For Get what? down. Uh, my wife has lost most of her hearing. And... So she has, she ha- currently has a hearing dog that alerts her to the doorbell, the timers on the oven, uh, al- uh, smoke alarms, things like that. If I'm not around and she doesn't have her hearing aids in. Wait, so, so does it work? I've tried telling my spouse that, that my hearing's gone, but she doesn't believe me. Oh gosh, you, I, I am, I, I am pretty naive when it comes You're to that. You're taking so, that yeah. one? Really? I yeah, can't hear you. Yeah, all right. Honey. Maybe, okay, maybe. Maybe she's, uh, but no, she's actually got a, she has an autoimmune disorder that killed it. Um, so do we have anything else we need to add? No, we do not we have anything the festivities? else, my friend. That is completely it. Really not a thing. Spackalicious couple questions. We move on. So, okay. You don't have anything you want to share with the good no, people? I have the good people. I want to say, thank you. Thank you. The for bad listening. people. What do you want to say to the bad people? Don't, don't bother us anymore. <laughs> all right. And thank you all for being a part of the Talking Real Money incredible audience that is growing all the time. And we really appreciate the fact that you tell people about us. You don't hit the subscribe button. Oh, no, no. Smash the subscribe button or ring the bell because, well, we're a podcast. You can't do that. I guess if we were on YouTube, you could, but we're not. So uh, thanks so much. Take care of yourselves. If you like us, leave a nice review at Apple Podcasts. I hate it when I go and read one where you guys get grumpy because I said something that made you mad. Gee whiz, get over it. If the podcast totally stinks, I guess you could say that. But if I just make you mad, you don't say the whole podcast stinks, right? Does that make any sense? Oh, look, right at 19 minutes, which is where I want to end. I'm Don. Over there is Tom. Say bye. Bye Bye-bye. We'll be back soon. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.